Talk on the Let Me Know How It Is, a pop culture podcast about TV, movies, comics, animation, and all things geek. We're talking about One Season Wonders. I'm Zach Slater. I'm Frank Melman. This is Tommy Smithereens. And I'm Clifton. All right, One Season Wonders. Great shows that went for only one season. Self-explanatory, but we have some rules. We gave ourselves uh, some uh, parameters to follow. So... Uh, one season wonders, but that means no miniseries. Miniseries are all out of contention. The distinction we drew was that basically they're all designed to be finite and know that going in. So no miniseries. Had to be picked up as a series and ran for at least six episodes, so nothing that we say is just a promising pilot. Had to go for at least six episodes. Also excluded, nothing that maybe went for more than a season, but we determined that it's only good for a season. So those are out. <laughs> and finally, nothing that has been since revived. So quick. Uh, actually is only one season, had to be picked up for a series, ran for at least six slash five episodes. No <laughs> miniseries, no revival since. That's a lot. It's a lot to remember. That's the one I stepped in the no revivals thing a lot. Gearing uh, up for this one. Oh, <laughs> they bring everything oh, back. Oh man. That made it tough. Everything. Um so all right, so let's go around with our first choices. Frank, start us off. Uh for me I went with Wonderfalls. Mm. Does anyone remember Boo. Wonderfalls? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Had a great theme song. Had a great premise. Um, Wonderfalls was on, was it Fox, right? Fox Network? Correct. Right around 2004. Created by Todd Holland and Brian Fuller. Focuses on um, Jay Tyler, played by Caroline DeVernis. Um, it's about this girl who's kind of in a dead-end job at the um, Niagara Falls gift shop who begins to have conversations with inanimate objects. Like, they mm. literally see, you know, she sees them come to life and... and, and Usually they sing to her, if I remember correctly. Sometimes, sometimes. So, sometimes. But they have conversations, and then it sort of directs her to people in help, that need help, or that, that need her aid. Mm-hmm. Um, great show. I loved it. Uh, I thought it was one of those shows that, that should have gone on for much, much longer than it did, and, and, and apparently they had plans for another two seasons. Mm. Um, they kind of tell their story in 13 episodes, but um, there's definitely plans for more, but they got canceled. Uh, in doing the research, I saw that they, they were shopping it around to it. The, what was at that point, the WB network. <laughs> okay. To see if they would pick it up, but there wasn't enough interest. Had a pretty strong following. Yeah. yeah. You know, pe- people seem to like it. Um, it also had, let me see, Katie Finneran, Finneran. Mm-hmm. Finneran, yeah. Lee Pace. The great Lee Pace. Was- Lee Pace. Yeah. That was Lee Pace's like first thing I ever saw him in. Yeah, me too. He was, what was he, I can't remember, was he... He was her brother. That's what it was. Yeah, he was her, he was her slacker, over-educated brother in, yep. in that one. Uh, William Sadler, great William Sadler, played her dad. Yep. Right? But yeah, every week it was, it was a new object, it was something that was talking to her, and, and at the same time, she was trying to convince herself that she wasn't going crazy. Right. That was another big part of the show, too, if I remember correctly. Yeah. But yeah. I, and anyone else, I know... Who else watched it? I watched it because you loaned me the DVDs and yeah. told me it was great for years. <laughs> you did actually watch it, though, right? I did. Okay. Yeah. Loved it. Loved yeah. it. My wife and I watched it together. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. 
It's a great. It's a that great was a fight. sarcastic boo I gave it. Oh, <laughs> no, okay, it. good, good. Yeah. I wasn't sure, <laughs> but yeah, it's a great Brian. I mean, if you like Brian Fuller, um, it's one of his early ill-fated shows. He's had right. more ill-fated shows since then, but this is oh. one of his earliest ill-fated shows. It does have a, a, a crossover, um, well, character with uh, Pushing Daisies. If you're familiar with that show, mm. uh, another great show by him. Another um, great ill-fated show that went two seasons. But it got two seasons. Right. Yeah, the writer strike at the time is what, what did that one in, because it had a really strong following on ABC, but because of the writer strike, it did not ever recover, but they managed to get, um, they managed to, get the, 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 to a second season. I was, the way I remember Wonder Falls is it didn't air everything on Fox, and there were still like three or four episodes on the DVD set, right? It's more than that. That's oh, where, that? This one skirts our rules. This one definitely oh, it? skirts the rules we've already just stated. <laughs> okay. Well. <laughs> Only four episodes ever ran on Fox. What? Oh, wow. No, that yes. can't be right. No. I, I researched it, and that's the research I found, was that four episodes aired on TV Okay. And nine more episodes unaired appeared on the DVD set. Wow. So that's, that's okay. Well, sorry for breaking the rule. Mm, that's all right. I mean, <laughs> it, some... there were 13 ordered. Okay. It, had an, it had an initial order of 13 episodes. They made 13 episodes and then Fox just didn't air all of them. Did they air the pilot? Yes. Yeah. They, they, aired, they aired okay. the smush face lion, which was the pilot. I thought this was a kind of a funny also era in that way where like pilots at this point were made and not necessarily always aired. Mm. And sometimes what you got a lot of times was like a pilot was, was ordered. You made it, the studio liked it. And then the first episode you did when it was picked up was you basically like reshot the pilot. Uh, sometimes, it happened, yeah. sometimes, yeah, that sometimes yeah. happened, but I think this one was, I think we did see the shot pilot and it was, I don't think it was redone. Not that I, I, I know of, but I'm not positive. The, no, that's the way I remember it too. But then again, I thought most of the episodes aired on the on the network, and then well, there's only like three or four left. But right. no, it's the exact opposite; it's the reverse. So yeah, but yeah, I highly recommend it. I don't think it's streaming anywhere. I couldn't find it as being streaming anywhere. No, it's not. Um, um you can still buy the DVD sets, I think. And that's it. You can't buy it digital either. Yeah, it's not streaming. Oh, wow. You can't buy it digital. You can only buy like old used DVDs, not Blu-ray, not mm-hmm. anything. Just like the actual initial DVD set offering. Yeah, which I mean that is something. I worked in uh, retail at the time. I worked at at Borders Bookstore. Okay. You know, rest in peace mm-hmm. at the time. <laughs> <laughs> and and it was like kind of a big thing. I remember like it did it did get a cult following pretty fast to the point where like this was like by I'd say spring of 2005 mm-hmm. that was when this dvd came out after the show had, had run its its short course on in 2004 on fox right but there was like enough demand because this was like the heyday of of tv box sets of dvd yeah. box sets too was like right around that mid you know 20 aughts like 2005 right. is when it started and and i do remember it being like kind of news like oh like they're gonna put the rest of the episodes on it and i do remember it being kind of a, a like a pretty good seller in on the dvd box set but that is the only way you can ever purchase it now okay for now well i would recommend getting it if you're looking for something quirky and fun to watch um it's not so death centric as some of brian fuller stuff <laughs> right uh, you know but um, not that that's necessarily bad for some of his stuff, but I, I highly recommend Wonderfalls. And again, I wish it had gotten more of a, more than just the one 
or the, and now I'm finding out the four episodes it aired. <laughs> right. The 13 total. But yeah, like it's whimsical. It's, it's, it's smart. It's clever. Mm-hmm. I like sweet. The, yeah. It's got yeah, nice. It's know. got heart, but like, yeah. that's like, it's kind of the heart's disguised in it. And that's, what's funny. Cause you think you hear the premise and you think something like, like touched er- by an angel, like touched by an angel or, or early edition <laughs> is what I was going to say. Where, oh, sorry. <laughs> I mean, same like same, same vibe same vibe right like very wholesome like this right. like they've gotten instruction and and they do you know what helps people but that's not always the case with jay the main character in this mm-hmm. when these you know inanimate sometimes cartoonish animals come to life and tell her stuff to do it doesn't always seem like it's nice stuff she's doing it's just what the universe wants to happen right and it works out eventually but it definitely doesn't look like it's going to all the time while she's right. just blindly following these orders that these talking things tell her to do like this little plastic wax. It's a wax smushed face lion that came out of a vending machine in her shop, in her souvenir shop at Niagara Falls. Mm-hmm. And she certainly thinks she's crazy half the time doing it, but. <laughs> and she is also very much a reluctant hero in all this too, right. which is, which is great. Yeah. But no, it's a ton of fun. And if you get to the extra episodes, there's a, a, a another cameo in, in jewel state. Oh, shows yeah. up in a in a later mm-hmm. DVD only DVD exclusive episode. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. So Wonder Falls. All right, Tommy. Okay. One one show I was looking at um, that caught my attention was something I don't think any of you guys watched, but I'd be surprised to see if you did. And that's the show Enlisted. This is also a Fox show. I think we're gonna have a theme with Fox in general <laughs> because <laughs> they went through a slew of shows like Paper. So one of the ones that they casually tossed away, in my opinion, was Enlisted. Well, Enlisted was a show by Fox or no, premiered on Fox in 2014. It was a 13 episode order, single single camera comedy. The premise of the show is to me was simple, but it seems complicated. So stay with me. (laughs) Three very different brothers. Each soldiers in the U.S. Army find themselves all assigned to the same unit, the fictional A Company, 2nd Battalion. 618th Infantry Regiment, 1st Brigade Combat Team, 18th Infantry Division at the fictional Fort McGee located in Florida. While the majority of the base's personnel are deployed overseas, the two younger brothers named Derek and Randy are assigned to Rear Detachment, which are the soldiers left behind to take care of the base. The oldest brother, Staff Sergeant Pete Hill, is returned stateside from Afghanistan after punching a superior officer. He is assigned to supervise a platoon of misfits that include his brothers while working together. The brothers are able to renew and strengthen their bonds. To me, I love this show just because it was goofy. And <laughs> the soldiers that they threw on are future stars in their right. Like they were um, ultimately like um, comedians that they just made ready-made actors. Okay. And what really pulled me in was Keith David was their superior officer. <laughs> oh, wow. And so he, great. Oh, it was great because he always was one step ahead of him and it was funny as hell. And they also revisit the fact that he had one foot. I don't know if that's real or not. Does Keith David has one foot? No, I've never heard that. Okay, all right. <laughs> but, no, I'm not saying it's not true. I'm just saying I've never heard it. Okay, this is the second time he's being filled with just having a a, 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 a fake foot. The mm-hmm. first time is in um, Dead Presidents. If you ever watched that movie, okay. he has a fake foot in that. There's a funny Good scene that right. involves that. This, this is the second one. In which, again, he has a fake foot. So I don't know if he likes playing with a fake foot or not, or really has one. <laughs> Who knows? But it's memorable. But Michelle Buteau is also a um, part of supporting cast. We even have 
uh, Ron Funches in his early days. He's oh, in the he's in the pilot, but then he's also appears in one of the episodes. It's like they rotate certain people, but overall, you can clearly tell that the cast is former comedians or current comedians that round out the cast. Um, Joel Stoltz, Stoltz, he's one of those people that are constantly appearing in comedies. But you seem like, oh, I've seen him before. Same with Chris Lowell and Parker Young. But I love the show. Uh, many uh, funny episodes, just how goofy the military can be or straightforward or just the um, it, the uh, problems concerning three brothers. Mm-hmm. But the standout episode that I loved the most was when they randomly book Kid and Play to star <laughs> in, as, the, as, as the show's entertainment. And they legit get kid and play on there and they do their bit and it's it, it's a nice like bit of thing like i guess it was their revival at one point <laughs> but but they're on the show and um keith dave keith david upstaged them with his sinking which is hilarious okay. again this is i think it's a great episode but it's one of the many 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 shows that fox cancels before it's full season run ends i think they were they were allowed to end out their season in the thirteenth episodes, but you can find this show streaming on Hulu currently okay. right now. Oh nice. Yeah. It's one I remember the commercials. Yep, I do too. But I never saw it. Okay. Yeah, I remember the ads. I think it was a time when I was like, I'm not gonna commit to a Fox show. They'll cancel it. <laughs> oh no, yeah. No, yeah, yeah, you know, it's very valid. But it's you'll see uh, certain cameos of further comedians that stayed on there. I'm not forgetting the quite uh quite a few mm. but it's one of those shows that you let play in the background while you're cooking just to catch right. the jokes and look back to say ha ha ha, ha and then you know go about your day or whatever but yeah mm. i enjoy it enlisted i'm sure none of you have watched this oh, no never no, seen i haven't it. yet yeah, yeah, but okay. at least it's available to watch easily. yeah that, yeah that is the plus <laughs> that's but, a blessing but that's because it's recent i think we're gonna have yeah. any trouble to anything that's 90s and earlier right yeah yeah this one nice. was uh 2014 so we're yes. not going not even a decade back yet. Yes. Clifton, what's your first one? I am just going to go. This is one, like, these are more recent ones. So, like, several of them on my list are actually more recent ones. And, and some I have talked about um, here on the show before in, in the past years. Uh, so this one, first one I'm going to pick is Teenage Bounty Hunters mm. on Netflix. I knew you were going to have this one. <laughs> nice. Which... Uh, it was one of the first shows that Netflix had only had one season before they started canceling everything. So this one came from uh, 2020 and little description is teenage bounty hunters is a coming of age comedy drama series that follows the adventures of fraternal twin sisters, Sterling and Blair Wesley who lead a double life as high school students by day and bounty hunters by night. After accidentally stumbling into the world of bounty hunting, the two sisters team up with a seasoned bounty hunter named Bowser, played by Kadeem Hardison, <laughs> to track down fugitives and solve crimes. So that's the quick summary of it. But it's just, it's a very funny show. It only ran one season on Netflix, so it is still easily available. You can watch it on Netflix. It's still there for you. Um, but it was just... Like it was clever and and fun and like fast paced and uh, a lot really unexpected like a lot of unexpected humor because the the girls play like rich suburbanites uh, in Atlanta that go to a prestigious Christian school <laughs> and there's a lot of humor in that that felt like very authentic <laughs> to me <laughs> as somebody who went to a Christian school at one point. Um, so, you know, there's, there's stuff that's relatable if, if you had similar experiences to there. Um, 
but it wasn't like mean spirited about it either, which, mm. which was part of the unexpected humor. Like it just felt like very true and mm. authentic and, and funny because of that. Um, but the, the two main leads, Maddie Phillips and uh, Angelica Fellini are, uh, they're both great as, as Sterling and Blair. And then Kadeem Hardison, who we all, you know, remember from, Mm-hmm. from different world mm-hmm. Dwayne Wayne uh, yep. is it playing a very different type of character in this one is like this old grizzled bounty hunter that's putting up with these two like rich privileged white girls uh, helping them helping them track down skips hmm. and it's a lot of fun so I would recommend that one it's always sounded cool to me I just haven't you know there's just so much stuff yeah. <laughs> that I think I'm like yep I'd like to get to that at some point and then <laughs> you know I don't get to it I forgot it was a Netflix show. Yeah, I kept thinking it was an MTV show for some reason. No, there's there's another show I'll bring up later uh, that is an MTV oh. show. Got it. Okay, it might be the one you're thinking of. <laughs> I was gonna say that might be why I'm confusing it. Um, we'll see. Yeah, so we'll get to that later. <laughs> but I know Tommy watched this one and yep. enjoyed this one a lot too. Yeah, uh, I think he watched it before. I think Tommy watched it before me and told me to watch it. Yep. And I knew you'd like it. <laughs> it was right up my alley. Mm-hmm. It's Especially that- after last week when I talked about how much I love teen melodrama, because there's some of that in there too. Yeah, but it's done so right. craftily. It's- like you can't predict yeah. how it ends. Yeah. Yeah. And they throw a lot of, I, what I liked about it was they threw a lot of contemporary problems in it. Mm-hmm. Like stuff that you wouldn't think they mentioned, or oh, they wouldn't talk about that. Nope. They talk about it and they go through it. Like it's yeah. nothing. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's fun. There's a very good gag where like one of the skips, one of the people they've got a bounty for mm-hmm. is is known to vandalize Confederate statues. Ah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and just the gag is them being like, okay, like we just have to just, you know, stake out Confederate statues in Atlanta mm-hmm. and then we'll find her. And then they find out. <laughs> then they ask, you know, Bowser, their their mentor, they're like, How many, how many Confederate statues are there in Atlanta? And, then and he's say, like 147. Yes. <laughs> yes. And her reaction is, what? They know they lost the war, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's a good bit. Yeah. Oh, no, it's hilarious. It, it's it's a well thought out uh premise. And like you would I mean, and then there's also like gun wielding people. Like, for example, you know, they're this is a simple statement to say they're not as stringent as gun ownership, but they mm. lay into it to a point where it doesn't feel scary in some weird way right like okay. that both these girls are armed and know how to use guns right and but it's not approached in such a way that's reckless yeah right. yeah it's 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 nice how they how they come across and use it yeah they come across they they approach everything from interesting angles yes i thought and unexpected angles yes hmm. and it's it's a shame it ends on a cliffhanger yeah, that's why it doesn't. That's I mean, that's the problem with all of these one yes. season wonders. I think is that they all hoped there would be more. Oh yeah. Um, so some of them end with some unresolved storylines, mm-hmm. uh, some more than others. But we still like this is one I'm recommending because I still think it's worth a watch, even though oh it's fun. You know, not not 100 percent of everything gets wrapped up by the end of one season. Mm-hmm. Oh, Method Man uh, shows up as an adversary to um, Dwayne Wade. That thing's funny. <laughs> oh, it's funny yeah, as hell. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny as hell. Yeah. Nice. I, too, I'm going to stay recent, I think, relatively. And uh, for my first one, I'm going to say The Defenders. Okay. Oh, wow. The Netflix, Marvel. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just as I was building my list, I actually thought, I'm like, wow, technically, you could really put any of the 
MCU Disney Plus shows on here, yeah. but I think I'd be disingenuous because it's like, you know, some of those are coming back. Right. Either as a movie or as another TV show or something like that. But Defenders, I would be, you know, even though it looks like we may get some of those characters back, I would be very hard pressed that this is going to get revisited at any point. Right. Um, And I kind of remember at the time being a little uh, offended by the fact that, like, I feel like it, it was getting kind of trashed out there mm. for people. Yeah, and I'm like, it didn't do as well as I thought it was going to do. Right. Okay. Well, what do you mean? I thought there would be more, like you said, I, I thought as, you know, bringing those characters together and, you know, I know some of those Netflix shows were either really, really well done or meh. And then I just thought that the idea of putting them together, even on the small screen was a good idea. And I thought mm-hmm. there would be like more of a push to be like, well, that worked. Let's go ahead and put them back together, you know, make plans for another, you know, kind of like the CW did it with the Arrow shows where it's kind of mm-hmm. like, well, we did one big crossover and it worked and people liked it. Let's right. do another one. Right. And then, no, that didn't happen. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. I thought I thought that we were going to get more of them popping up in each other's shows mm-hmm. after that fact that they were going to, I thought that they were going to maybe, like, go to that well too much, yeah. is what I thought. And I was, like, really surprised that, like, they did it one time. They did it one time. That was it. Right. Uh, it was kind of short relative to the rest of the rest of the shows. Yeah, I think it was like eight the, seasons when the rest were, or eight episodes, and yeah. when the rest of them were pushing, like, 13 at the time per season. But I really liked it. So, I mean, so basically it saw, you know, uh, the Netflix Marvel shows. Um, so it was Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, and Iron Fist uh, getting the Avengers treatment, coming together, teaming up to, to go up uh, against the hand, right? Mm-hmm. And... I thought it was really well done, and and I think I went higher register there, but I'm serious. Like, <laughs> I, I I really enjoyed it, and what I liked about it, I liked how that show was big enough that it held, uh, sort of um, um, traits of all the other shows in right. itself, where like it had echoes of everybody's music theme kind of rolled in there at times, and all those shows kind of had a distinctive look and. They did a good job of, like, let's try to give it, like, a Jessica Jones vibe at this point. Let's give it a Daredevil vibe over here. And and it's not disjointed in any way. Like, it all works, and it mm-hmm. connects really, really well. And I just, like, I, I was just kind of uh, flabbergasted at, at, like, people not liking him. Like, why? Right. I, I really enjoy this. Yeah, I remember when you were talking about like just like kind of mixing. I remember them doing stuff with color too. So like when you've got Jessica Jones scenes, it's like a blue, like it's a like very blue color prevalent, and and Daredevil's got some red stuff, which I thought was a really fun way to instantly tell you like who you're following, which world you're in of these different stories. How do you remember yeah. that happening? Yeah, I thought I thought like some of the best stick moments we got mm. was in that show. Mm. You know, and, and I mean, and God, seeing I, some of the supporting characters, that's the one thing I like, like supporting characters from the separate shows coming together, like, yep. like mm-hmm. Misty Knight and Colleen Wing, who were in separate shows before that now being together. in this one was very nice to see. Yeah. Yeah. Again, I thought, it would, I honestly thought for sure it would have been like, well, now that we've had this rolled out, we'll be announcing the second one. <laughs> right. And then <laughs> no, kind of a one-off. I do have a suspicion as to what happened because I do think that was around the time 
that Netflix knew they wanted to wind down their Marvel deal because Disney Plus was being heavily, heavily rumored and probably even more so and people in the industry knew it was coming. So I feel like that might have been what what happened to it in Ooh. part where they were just like, yeah, but that, that's not the ne- direction Netflix wanted to go anymore. It makes sense. Yeah. Sad. I think all we got after that were a couple final seasons of right. some of the shows. Yep. Time to yeah. tag it up. Yeah. But yeah, it was definitely fun and daring for Netflix to try it and pull it off. Yeah, for sure. I thought so. I got the sense that it was also expensive. It was an expensive oh, sure. crossover. That's, I'm I mean, sure that's why it was eight episodes yeah. as opposed to, to more. Mm-hmm. So, but all right. Yeah, let's keep it going. So, all right, Frank, back to you. Uh, this one is an actually quote unquote network show <laughs> because it's not like a streaming or, or it's one of the big three or four, I guess, if you include Fox that cancels a bunch of shows. Um, <laughs> this one I, I really did enjoy and I was kind of, again, really surprised that it didn't go past the first season. And oddly enough, I, it's, it's weird as to what came right after it. And it's studio 60 on the sunset strip. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's an Aaron Sorkin show. Uh, I think it's like the only Aaron Sorkin show that didn't go multiple seasons or has it gone multiple seasons, but it was basically a, um, basically a show that was kind of be like, kind of like a variety show, but kind of like Saturday night live, but behind the scenes. So you got to see the players in and out of situations. Had a pretty good cast. I mean, it was um, Matthew Perry, Bradley Whitford, Amanda Peet, Stephen Weber, D.L. Hughley, Sarah Paulson before, you know, she went straight horror with everything, <laughs> Timothy Busfeld. I mean, it's got, the cast was good. Aaron Torkin's behind it. I remember the, the, the episodes being, um, you know, smartly written. They were a little overwrought in parts. You know, there was kind of like, I think I remember the, the first episode opens with Judd Hirsch doing kind of a network bit. Um, you know, doing the, the, I'm, you know, right. mad as hell kind right. of, I'm not going to take it. Yeah. I'm not going to take it anymore. I think that's right. how it starts off. Um, but yeah, I, I, I liked the show. I thought it, I thought it had legs. I thought it had a chance to be, you know, more than it was, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's basically kind of like the show's in transition. It's kind of like when, when, you know, everyone says it's, you know, Saturday live, Saturday live is now Saturday night dead. You know, one <laughs> of those situations that people like to say, oh, or, or that show's still on, you know, that kind of thing. Right. Um, but yeah, they're they're trying to try to figure it out, and then they get, if I remember correctly, it's Stephen Weber is like the guy from the network, but Amanda Peet is the one that's basically put in charge, and then it's just a lot of you know nego- you know a lot of fast talking dialogue, and then trying to people trying to figure out where they fit in and what they can do, and it's kind of cutthroat, but it's not cutthroat. So yeah, I liked it. I just thought it I didn't it didn't air. I think the problem with it, and this is what I what I meant to say when I was what came after it was it aired from. Ran uh, on NBC. It did 22 episodes, September 18, 2006 to June of 2007. Okay. You know, it's comedy drama or dramedy, if that's what <laughs> we want to call it. But oddly enough, in October of 2006, there was a little show on Thursday nights called 30 Rock. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that wasn't drama. <laughs> that was just like, you know, Tina Fey's comedy that goes for seven seasons with pretty much the same premise. <laughs> right. And actually had Lord Michaels involved in producing, right? Was yeah. he the producer on that one? I think. I believe he was. Yeah. I think, I think anyone that was tied to SNL pretty much has to have <laughs> right. Lauren have his hand in there somewhere. But yeah, I just think it's, you know, the timing of it is kind of, you know, I, I guess they didn't, I don't know if they just didn't want two shows on or they didn't do very well, the ratings, but really, um, 
you know, they're pretty much the same premise, just done differently. And one's, one's a 22 minute show and one's like a 46 minute show. So, yeah. And then 30 Rock started at the height of, of Tina Fey's like rise. Mm-hmm. Anyone else happen to catch it? No. <laughs> no, 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 I did all. not. Okay. I read something about it recently because I forgot it existed. Okay, well there you go. <laughs> and, and, and I'm not throwing shade, honestly. I just like I like I forgot I, I forgot that Matthew Perry had like this other show mm-hmm. um that he did after Friends that wasn't uh um Odd Couple, which I do remember. Right. Um <laughs> and and I I did know it was a Sorkin show, but I do I I recall I guess like like this article that it popped up on where it, like the show kind of took a took a minute to to get going. Mm-hmm. You know, to figure itself out, and I think that like by the time they did, it right. was kind of too late. Right, was the sense I got, um, which is unfortunate. I like I I really hate to hear stuff like that. That like you know, if 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 the show's just not good, it's not good, right? If something's missing, then like mm-hmm. okay, so be it. But like if you figure it out, yeah, and it's right. getting good, and then it and then it, and then it gets canned. That's like that's all the more tragic to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I never saw it either. Okay. I, I remember, I do remember it existed. I do remember it coming out and it's, uh, I think it was just gone before I ever got around to watching it, but it does like, you've got Sorkin, you got Matthew Perry, like not long after friends. Right. It, it seems like it was destined for success. Bradley Whitford after, after West Wing. Right. I mean, yeah, it's, it had like all these pieces that, that should have been a success. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, but yet, no. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know why. You know, again, I, it might. The other thing is, you know, it might have just been really expensive to produce. That might have been the other thing too. Right. Yeah. Um, you can watch it on Amazon or iTunes or Google Play or Vudu. Right for digital purchase, but yes, not streaming anywhere. Another one that's not streaming anywhere yeah. on unsubscription services. Yeah, I was looking at just the yeah. Look at the backup of who else is in it. You had uh, Ed Asner was in it. Um, I think he played like the big, the big boss that owned like NBC okay. or, their, or NBS is what their, their station was. <laughs> right. Um, Lucy Davis was in it. Uh, Mark McKinney from Kids in the Hall. Yeah. Again. Yeah. When I was looking up, I saw Simon Helberg from uh, Big Bang was in mm-hmm. like a I mean, dozen episodes or so. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, J- uh, Judd Hirsch is in the, is in the pilot. Uh, Christine Lottie, Eli Wall. Again, a lot of great, a lot of great people. Yeah. Yep. So again, I, it's another one that I would recommend. I, I I think it should have done better than it did, but again, you know, I just think that it was probably super expensive. And Studio Sixty was there. They're like, yeah, we'll take that one instead. <laughs> oh, Thirty Rock, yeah, Thirty Rock. Oh, 30, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, Thirty Rock. Yeah. All right. Cool. Not a good one. I can't believe Sorkin had a show that only went one season. <laughs> right. That's crazy. That's really nuts. Um. All right, Tommy. Back to you. Okay. I watch a lot of TV, but uh, I find it troubling to find single season ones that I liked. Emphasis okay. on liked. Really? I <laughs> yeah. figured your list was going to be huge. It is, but I found it <laughs> leaning towards animation, so I threw animation one on there. Okay. okay. And for my second choice, I pick El Tigre, The Adventures of Manny Rivera. <laughs> now, this one, I came slow to the... Uh, I saw it in syndication. I'm not talking about it, but it aired in um, 2007. On Nickelodeon, March to January 20th, 2008. Now, surprisingly enough, it seemed like it extended past a year, but it only had one season. Okay. Now, the creative of it was George R. Guterres, and 
he's interesting because he went on to do like the Book of Life and Mind and the Three, which is on Netflix. Oh yeah, um, yeah, that same guy. Okay, yeah. He also had a hand in Chalk Zone, if you recall, from Nickelodeon, as well as WB's Mucha Lucha, <laughs> uh, Cartoon Network's Class of Three Thousand. So he's been in animation a bit. And what this what this is nice is this is like his dream project because it like mirrored his own life and he worked on it with his wife which is a co-creator of the show uh, okay the premises it's set uh the show is set in a fictional crime-ridden mexican american metropolis of miracle city el tigre follows the adventures of manny rivera a 13 year old boy with superpowers trying to choose between good and evil manny's father is a superhero known as white pantera <laughs> and wants manny to grow up to be good and fight evil however Manny's grandfather is a supervillain known as Puma Loco, who thinks mm-hmm. Manny should go to the dark side. Now, what I liked about it is the character is constantly wavering between the two. He's a jerk and a hero. And okay. it's funny how he and his um best friend, I'm trying to think of her name. I think Frida, played by uh Grey Delisle. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. She's all over it. It's it's hilarious. Uh it's it stands up because it's um What's it called? Type of a flash, flash animated TV series, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's very uh, blocky, but it's I I well, if you've seen his other work, it's the same type of animation that he tends to uh, go to. But I love it. It was hilarious. Uh, you can drop it on any episode, and it carries. I mean, it works from episode to episode, but it's not episode. It's not um serialized. Like some jokes will come from other episodes, but. It, you can watch it at any episode. It's hilarious. I recommend this at any time. Currently, it's uh, <laughs> it's streaming on, I believe, um, Prime Video. Okay, yeah, it looks available to purchase digitally on Prime, but yeah, and not, App- not streaming as part of subscription. Yeah, it's not streaming part of. Yeah. I think it's also on Apple TV in the same regards. Okay, on iTunes, yeah, yeah. But who knows? You may be able to go to Nickelodeon and see their catalog because it might still <laughs> right. be streaming from there. Yeah. Yeah. But I love it. Uh, it's funny because it's steeped in Mexican culture, like heavily, like to the mm. point that several characters have different types of accents that lean heavily towards stuff. And they'll say like certain catchphrases, what you want to think is wrong. But no, it's 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 hilarious. <laughs> there's, there's, there's so many characters that have a way of speaking like, hey, man, how you doing? Man? It's it, 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 it's it's a straight up caricature. But that's the whole point, because that's what they're trying to do with that type okay. of thing. But yeah, pair project by him. George Gutierrez, great uh, animation. Nice. Nice to get a cartoon on there, which I had a few too, but I actually, I opted to throw throw them off. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, cool that you left it on, though. I, You know, we love cartoons. Towards the show, when the show knew it was being canceled, they allowed it to close out on a weird decision, very similar to um, The Death of Robin in which they allowed Nickelodeon viewers to view the ending of the episode or the series finale, which they either could make El Tigre good or bad. Oh, Oh, no. So, yeah, so, but fortunately, people wanted to see him do good, and that's exactly where it led up to. But I find it to be interesting that upon airing that they actually had an episode in which he could have been evil and be evil for the rest of his days or be good. But yeah, (laughs) that was hilarious. And no 900 number to call, though. Yeah, no, 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 no 900 number. It was, I think it was Agent Internet. So, you know, cast yeah. your vote online. Yeah. Right, right. 
internet polls always accurate. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. So much better. So much better. Yeah. I remember when this was on. I, it's again, I never saw it, but I do really, I remember really liking the style from what I saw from like yes. clips and stuff. Like it was just so like kinetic and energetic at the time. Uh, especially for a flash show, which yes. I mean, at that like a show made in the the program Flash we're describing, which is uh, now Adobe Animate, and now you've gone on to other things, but they mm-hmm. always seemed much more simple and and blocky, like you said before, and that this one was doing a lot of like you know more daring stuff with the program that you didn't see a lot of times in in some of the other more simple shows. Yeah, uh, I do remember that about it. So other than Cliff, did anyone else see it? Nope. No Manny, no Manny no. Rivera. Okay. <laughs> no. That's fine. Something to go check out if you happen to come across it in a weird way because it's not apparent anymore. I feel like a lot of these shows you have to seek out like more than what you normally would go to to get it. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, you can't use Netflix, the uh, DVD anymore because they've closed that down. No more mailing Netflix. <laughs> They're about yeah. to mail the, mail their final DVD Which is uh, funny. later this year in a couple yes. months. yes. Because, yes, they have still been mailing DVDs this whole time. The whole time. <laughs> it's like when you hear the last blockbuster just closed mm-hmm. or something. Mm-hmm. And, and you're, like, an <laughs> you're like, wait, there was still a blockbuster? This whole time. It's kind of like that. Um, so for my next one, my next one is going to be the one I think Zach may have been thinking I was going to bring up last time or may have been uh, thinking of, which is an MTV show. Oh from 2016 called Sweet Vicious. Okay. Which I watched it and I don't know if anybody else did. Nope. <laughs> because I've never heard of, like I've never found anyone else who watched it to talk to about it. But uh, <laughs> the description of it is Sweet Vicious is a dark comedy drama that follows the unlikely partnership between Jules, a sorority girl, and Ophelia, a hacker and weed dealer, oh. as they become vigilantes on a college campus. Jules and Ophelia are determined to take down sexual predators and deliver justice to their victims, all while keeping their identity secret. Mm. Yes, this is the one I thought. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> A little lengthier description. Along the way, Jules and Ophelia face their own personal struggles and form an unexpected bond as they navigate the challenges of college life and the dangerous world of vigilante justice. Um, it was a lot of fun. It was one season again. Uh, I just kind of tuned in out of curiosity because this was at a time when MTV was was making some I mean, interesting to me shows because I think the, their Scream series uh, started around the same time, if I remember right. And that was actually really good for a couple of seasons. There were a couple of good seasons of their Scream show. Uh, so I was tuning in to see what MTV was making. And and this was one. And I it wasn't what I was expecting. And I, I actually really enjoyed it quite a lot. Hmm. Sounds cool. Yeah, I tried to watch it. I watched, I think, the first two episodes because a particular actor that I look for is Brandon Mike Mikhail Smith. Right, right. I think he played Harrison James in the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he's, he, he's he always was, weird. Yeah, Brandon Michael Smith, who is, um, was a voice in Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. He played Michael, yes. or did uh, the voice for Michelangelo in Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and came off of Nickelodeon himself. Yes, um, yes. I think it was Nickelodeon. I know no, he was a child he was also, actor. Wasn't he also in Disney? I think he was on. Oh, it was Sunny so random. Ch- it was so random and Sunny yeah. with a Chance. Sunny so with yeah, the those chance, were Disney yeah. Channel shows. That's mm-hmm. where he came from. But yeah, I like him a lot too. He plays a like a friend and ally of these of these vigilantes in Sweet Vicious as they you know 
make people pay for their crimes on their college campus. It's a lot of fun, but only ran one season. And again, not all that available (laughs) to watch. Unfortunately, (laughs) Uh, you can buy the episodes digitally on, uh, you know, Google play iTunes, Amazon prime, but it's not streaming on uh, any subscription services, unfortunately, Hmm. but I did enjoy it a lot. Physical media is so important. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, So I went uh, completely nostalgia Mm. on this one. You guys remember the show uh, Top of the Heap? No, not at all. (laughs) (laughs) I believe I do. I believe I do. Is it the arm wrestling shit movie with Stallone? No. 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 Okay. You remember, Tommy? Top of the Heap? That sounds very familiar. <laughs> okay. So this was um this was a show that was a spin-off of Married with Children. Oh wow. Okay, now I remember. Yeah, Joey. I remember. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Joey. yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, I still don't remember it at so, all. So um <laughs> so it starred Matt LeBlanc. Mm-hmm. <laughs> very young Matt LeBlanc as uh Vinny Viducci. <laughs> of course. And his dad, Charlie Viducci, uh, who played by uh, Joseph uh, Bologna. That's it. Right? And, uh, and basically, the, the shtick is that there are two guys, uh, father and son, that live in like a Chicago slum, and they're always trying to figure out some kind of uh, um, like get-rich-quick scheme, mm. right, to get themselves out. Um, and so... Yeah, so it had kind of a backdoor pilot that was an episode of Married with Children where, like, Al Bundy's in the beginning of it, really, and then that's it, and then you're just kind of off with these two other guys for the rest of the, <laughs> for the, rest of the episode. Um, and uh, it only went, like, another six episodes after yeah, that. Six. Yeah, only six. Yeah, it's, it looks like it's seven episodes total from what I'm looking at. Which, interestingly enough, then, it spun off again. To what? Mm. Into Vinny and Bobby. Vinny and Bobby. Yeah, I remember which this, this one yeah. I don't remember at all. Did it go? Yeah. Did it run less? I don't episodes? remember that one at all. So, so they dropped the dad. Who was and it Bobby? Was still, it was still Matt LeBlanc again, Matt LeBlanc. but now with his roommate. Yeah, they just take off the dad. Yeah. Um. So also notable because it was uh, Joey Lauren Adams. Okay. Was like uh, was the girl that lived in the apartment down like downstairs below them that had a huge crush on on Vinny. Okay. okay. <laughs> uh so yeah, I mean and like Rita Moreno was <laughs> was was like yeah. added to it like after like yeah. episode two and stuff. Yeah, like uh, I mean the cast of this is crazy. Yeah, they really wanted it to work. <laughs> For this hmm. show that nobody remembers really. Yeah. Did you say who was Bobby? Like who's the actor? Anybody oh, know? Uh, I don't I don't know. Do you remember offhand, Tommy? Um Robert Torty? That was the name of the actor, I believe, from Vinny and Bobby. Hmm. I'm going to say sure. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, so I, I, other than, other than like the concept and stuff like that, like I don't remember, I mean, clearly hadn't seen it in years. Right. Like, you know, haven't watched it since I was like, I mean, we're talking like I'm seven <laughs> when this came out, right. but I love this show. Absolutely love this show when I was a kid. And it's like, you know, uh, you just, you, you have no idea how popular it is at that age or not. Like it's just something that you're really into and it's on one day and then, and then the next week you go to turn on and it's not. 
There's no right. Bobby. And you're like, and what's no, going on? No and then, but, like, but for years, it was like, whatever happened to that show? I really like that show. You know? Yep. And um, Matt LeBlanc was never heard from again. <laughs> yep. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, no, I mean, I mean, honest, honest to goodness, legit, legit thought that came into my head. Uh, when, when I saw the pilot of Friends later, mm-hmm. you know, and I was in the Friends early, like very early. Right. I remember going, it's Finny Viducci. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know? Sure. Yeah. So, um, I looked it up. I couldn't believe this. I, I like, apparently you can watch it on Crackle. Had no idea. <laughs> really? I thought for sure this was going to be one of those, like, can't watch it anywhere. Sorry. Like, maybe you can find YouTube clips of it. Right. No, apparently, it's on Crackle. You like HD, right? What, no. what do you guys think I'm doing tonight? Doing uh, some Vinny and Bobby. So, there you go. Top of the heap if you forgot the name of it. Wow. I already <laughs> forgot about it again. Right. <laughs> All right, Frank, your turn again. Uh, I'm almost surprised this one hadn't come up before because it was really popular, has a really strong following, and that's Freaks and Geeks. Right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. On NBC, you know, American Team Comedy. It's got that feel of like you know coming of age, and it's 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 nice mix of like high school and junior high, and you get the, you get the both the 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 both of those cringy times in your life <laughs> where you know you both you both feel like everything's great and terrible at the same time. While you're trying to figure out where exactly you fit in the world. But uh, it was created by Paul uh, Feige. Okay, yeah. Who wanted to make uh, Bridesmaids and, and um, Spy and uh, the female Ghostbusters. That was him. And then it was executive produced by Judd Apatow. Mm-hmm. Aired during um, the yeah, 1999. Whatever happened to him? <laughs> nothing happened to that guy either. Yeah. I don't know. Nothing. That guy whatever no... happened to the cast of this show? Where, I was have, they, say, where have they winded up? Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, during the season, uh, NBC uh, it aired on NBC during the 1999-2000 season. Um, but yeah, I did not watch the show when it was on. Like, I think it was one of those things where I don't even know if, if the entire, again, a situation where the entire thing aired or not. No, it says, here we go. I, I was right. Okay, so it says, series canceled after airing 12 out of the 18 episodes. Okay, so not all. No. Okay. Came a cult classic. Um, yeah, it's good, but as, as the cast, so you got Apatow, you got uh, Paul Feige. Um, Linda Cardellini, mm-hmm. never heard from again. Uh, <laughs> Sam Levine, Seth Rogen, what yeah. happened to that guy? Yeah, Jason Siegel, who? No. Um, the great Martin Starr, yeah, Bill Haverchuck, just right. amazing as that as a kid actor in this. Joe Flaherty plays um Linda Cardellini's dad, <laughs> and then Busy Phillips, right. And that was that was just like your main cast you had. I know so when I was looking at the cast list, the bigger cast list you had um is like kids that just were in and out of stuff. Lizzie Kaplan was in it. Okay. Oh oh yeah, Tom Tom uh Tom Wilson. Yep. Who was who heavily featured in our in our uh <laughs> villains ma- showdown. Villains <laughs> episodes and the villains marriage madness. Uh played the coach. What a, he's fantastic in it. He's that good mix of like just hard nosed coach with the same time when when um, Sam, uh, Linda Cardellini's brother played by John Francis Daly has a really tough thing. He's like, he has a questions about, uh, remember in one of the episodes has a questions about, you know, the birds and the bees and about sex in general. And he's like, I don't know who else to talk to. <laughs> so he ta- is like, so they have this nice scene of Tom Wilson trying to explain as best he can as, you know, being their coach, exactly how things work. And it's, it's, it's just one of those in a show that has a lot of nice, good moments of both being really funny at the same time of just like, Oh, being a kid, 
being in junior high and high school is just rough. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I loved it. It was one of the things, like I said, I wish I had watched it and supported it more when it was actually on. Right. I no, believe there was plans for a second season. Um, I wouldn't say that your series ends on a cliffhanger. I think it just ends on it's the end of the school year and summer's coming and people go off and do different things as a result of it. And then I guess they figured once summer was over, they would pick up where they left off, you know, from, from the summertime. So, but yeah, didn't, didn't get a second season. Kind of really surprised. I think it had another one where it was another show where it had a strong following and people really, you know, wrote letters and said, Hey, we'd love more of this. And then they just didn't get more out of it. Right. Yeah, again, I didn't watch this one when it was on, but like I remember people talking about this one a lot when it was on. Mm-hmm. So I guess like I was just talking to the like the the, the few that were watching it, mm-hmm. but they really liked it, and everyone recommended it to me at the time. And I remember like uh, somebody saying like it was tough, like it's tough to watch because it's like, so authentic to yeah. like <laughs> like you'll remember it from your middle school days. Yeah, and and I never did. Get, I never have watched it yet. I should check it out now to see no, it's, all these people back in their little in their kid days. No, it's great. It is really does have some really great stuff in it. It's you know, like I said, funny. It's you know, break your heart in parts. You know, just yeah, just a really great show. That I, again, it was just surprised as I have most of the other ones we've talked about <laughs> didn't get more than one one season. Right. Anyone else watch it? You showed me an episode. Hmm. I remember. I think. I think like the pilot. I mean, it is a good show. I mean, this this show is is almost gained like like you know uh, mythical status mm-hmm. since <laughs> since right. being canceled. Like you know, um, you know, while I was prepping and I was like, you know, using the internet for help, being you know, like, you know, what are some shows that only went like one season, and and you don't find, uh, you you don't look long before you find a bunch of lists not unlike the topic we're doing right now. Right. And it's like freaks and geeks, like perennially on every single list of like one season shows that should never have been canceled. It should be brought back. That should, you know, blah, 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 right. all that stuff. I mean, like, I mean, this is, this is like one of those that like just completely took on a, a bigger life, I think in cancellation. Yeah. yeah. There's one I've heard about so much where I'm like, I even had to stop and think like, was it one season? Cause I feel like I heard people right. talking about it for like two, three years. Yeah. I had to check to make sure I'm like, if it doesn't, it never feels like it overstays its welcome in the first season. Mm. I mean, it's not like you're like, uh, I got to slog through this, but at the same time, it does feel like it is more than one season. I had that same thing too. I'm like, does it qualify? I'm like, yeah, it does. Okay, cool. Yeah. I'll put it on my list. And this one seems to be available everywhere to watch. Yeah, you can watch it on Hulu right yeah. now. Um, you can absolutely go watch it. Prime, streaming, Hulu, Paramount Plus, yep. Pluto. <laughs> yeah. Uh has a great theme song by Joan Jett, <laughs> okay. which, is, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, I love the fact that it opens. If you, is anyone ever, I know, Zach, you said, you know, I've shown it, you've seen it, but has anyone ever seen the open for it? Mm, I don't recall. Okay. Well, it's got a, the open of it. I like particularly. I won't. I won't spoil what it what it centers around. Okay. In case you haven't, since you haven't seen it, but yeah, check it out, freaks and geeks. It's that it lives up the hype. That's what I'll say. Very nice. All right, Tommy, your last one. Okay. Um, this was a joint project between BBC and HBO. It aired in blah 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 blah, blah two thousand nine, two thousand ten. Um, I was excited for it because the star of it was Jill Scott. 
it was the number one ladies detective agency. It aired on HBO during that time, um, mm. but it was really a joint project between them and BBC in which it aired a show based in Botswana, actually in Botswana and Africa. Mm. And the only other like critically acclaimed thing that was actually talked about in Botswana was the guys must be crazy. Mm. But that wasn't even aired in Botswana. That was aired in South Africa. <laughs> <laughs> so so this was a kind of big deal for the uh, country itself. It only aired, I think, t- 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 seven episodes. So it, it made my mark. <laughs> it started out like the. I remember back in the day when shows used to come out, they show a movie, then a show. Right. This did that. Okay. And it came to critical acclaim. It was based upon the uh, novels of the same name by Alexander McCall Smith. So they figured we love the books. So let's make it a show. And this was Jill Scott, the singer's first foray into acting. And she did a phenomenal job because she adopted a Botswana accent. We also uh-huh. get a young Anika Noni Rose in it as well. Uh, this is before she came to the fame of um, The Princess and the Frog. Okay. okay. So she started out as where it is there too. You also have cameos from other stars, notably, um, I want to say Stringer Bell from The Wire. I can't think of his name to save my life right now. Idris? Yeah, Idris is in it as well. But as a character, just in, in a particular episode is, is uh, such. Okay. But um, great great series. I wish it lasted longer, of course. Um, I loved it. Um, the fact that they were able to adopt the African accent, especially Botswana accent, was nice. Um, heavily praised. They got Peabody Award. And it was almost going to be canceled and have two movies close out this series, but that never came to fruition. Hmm. Yeah, great series. You can catch it on um, HBO Max. And ironically, this is weird. It's on Hulu, Disney Plus, and HBO Max. So I don't know what's going on between <laughs> those three people with that show. Wow. Yeah. But it's a great series. Um, I don't want to say, you know, it, it comes off the vein of um, the Angela Asbury stuff where a woman's voice to, uh, you know, decipher what happens. Not, not everything going on is life or death is more so in this small Botswana town in which she um, uncovers mysteries, sometimes two or three at a time. Mm. But it all dovetails in the end where she figures stuff out. Uh, the bigger one is one that lasts through the course of the series that figures out at the end. But ultimately, a great series. Sounds good. Very cool. No, I had no idea about this show. Yeah, it's a great, it's a great little show. Great mm. little show. All right, Clifton, what's your last one? Hmm. For my last one, I'm like torn between a bunch <laughs> because uh, like I was thinking an animated one too, but I might save that if we do uh, an underrated animation episode that we've talked about doing. I might save this one for that, this animated one for that. So stay tuned. <laughs> so for this one, I am going to pick, it's another show. Um, I've talked about it in the past. I think like early, early on when we first started the podcast, it wasn't very old at that time. And that is Deadly Class on Sci-Fi Channel. So this one's based on the comic series by uh, Rick Remender that had been running for a time uh, before the show. But it's uh, a gritty action drama series set in the late 1980s that follows the story of Marcus Lopez, a homeless teenager who is recruited to attend a secret school for assassins called King's Dominion. At the school, Marcus is forced to navigate a dangerous hierarchy of cliques and rivalries while also learning how to kill and survive in a world of violence and betrayal. That's, that's a pretty straightforward description of it. And uh, I still think the show is like better than its description. <laughs> mm. 
Uh, because like that sounds fine, but it sounds like pretty straightforward. And and the show, I think, and uh, I've not read the comic. I know Tommy's a big fan of the comics. Yes. Uh, and I had not read any of the original like Rick Remender stuff. But so my experiences are only from the show. And, and the show I thought was excellent. I thought the cast was good. Like they kind of play up like 80s, like high school tropes but in the form of like gangs instead of cliques Mm -hmm. and you've got like punks versus the southern (laughs) yeah organized criminals that are like like neo-nazis and clan versus like the yakuza yeah (laughs) and and the um what's like the mexican gang i forget what the mexican gang uh soto no vatos uh like they're 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 called vatos but okay uh, i'm trying to think of their name specifically but no there's when when he means it's click every i won't say ethnicity but damn there <laughs> every gang or mafia like trope is thrown in it and they have their own click right in, like in their the own faction clicks yes. in this school yes. where it's like all this like group of kids is just this thing and this group of kids is this thing and you've got like the Russians, yeah, <laughs> which look yeah. like Ivan Drago. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was just a ton of fun, over the top. The Russos produce it. Uh, the oh, Russo okay. brothers were the producers on it. It's got um, Benedict Wong as a lead in it as the principal. Yeah, he's the principal. He's the headmaster. The headmaster. Yeah, the headmaster of the school. Henry Rollins is a teacher yeah. at the school. Yeah, he's a teacher at the school. Um, it was just a ton of fun. And like, I mean, the episodes. They just, I mean, they push, they definitely push the edge on violence. Big time. Mm-hmm. And they push the edge on style. And there's this one episode in the middle where they go to Vegas and it's almost like Fear and Loathing in yeah. Las Vegas. Yeah. This yeah. episode is insane. Just yeah. like what they pull off visually and stylistically um, when one of the kids is tripping in Vegas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, so I'd recommend that one. It is available for purchase. This one is okay. this one is available for purchase. Just not streaming anywhere though. Uh, Everything yeah. about this surprises me. Yeah, because Clifton, I know you and Tommy like adored this show when right. it was on. It was, it was good. On. It was good. I was, I was surprised when it was canceled because my, the sense I got was that like it was doing okay. Mm. I was even more surprised when it was canceled that Netflix did not pick it up immediately. Right. This was in that phase where like Netflix was like saving a ton of things. Yeah. Right. And and I couldn't I couldn't believe that it wasn't it it wasn't spared in some way. And then yeah, like you were just saying too, like the fact that it's nowhere. Yeah, I mean you can buy episodes digitally, but not streaming anywhere, not even on Peacock, like mm. oddly enough, which is where most of the sci fi like universal stuff went to. If yeah. it, if it went anywhere, it went to Peacock. And yeah, like you were saying about Netflix, like one of the show's leads is Lana yeah, Condor. Lana Condor. Yeah. It was huge in Netflix <laughs> yes, uh, teen movies at the time in the To All the Boys I've Loved series, which was huge for Netflix in in the young demographic. And I, I couldn't believe they wouldn't that Netflix wouldn't just, you know, buy another vehicle for her when she was already, you know, getting so many views for them. She was so good in this. Yeah. She played the uh, daughter of Yakuza mm-hmm. in, in Deadly Class. But yeah, I mean, I was expecting it. To, I was expecting to see more, but nope, we've only got the one season. Mm. Mm. I like how they laid into eighties culture. A yeah. lot of music and uh, comic books. Yeah, as far yeah. as what they what they invest in it, like certain groups play certain music, and they try <laughs> to capture 
of that era really well, in my right. opinion, because the book mentions it, what they're listening to, while the show actually plays it. <laughs> right. They can yes. get the rights and you can hear it. Yes. Huh. Which yeah. played more into the storytelling. But also, I almost thought that they were going a different path, uh, just based upon how they were uh, telling the story in the show as opposed to the comic. Because the comic felt more linear as opposed to what they introduced later on, like okay. during the course of the show, which that made it interesting as well. Right. Like behind the scenes, while this is going on, this is going on. Yeah. Right. And they would intro- they would stagger the introduction of certain characters that were in the first book. But in the show, they would be introduced in like the third or fourth episode. Yeah. No, I enjoyed this. But this had to be an expensive show that's just due to oh, the yeah. fight choreography. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. It's not a cheap show by any means. No, not at all. Not in the slightest. But sci-fi is another uh, station that's known to get rid of their shows at the height of its popularity. Right. Mm-hmm. That's silly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. So for my last one, um, uh, I'm having uh, buyer's remorse a little bit on what I was planning to talk about. So I think I'm going to scrap it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I think I might just go off the cuff here. Okay. We'll see how it goes. So, um, I was going to say, say by the bell, the college year, <laughs> I feel like we've treaded that a, a fair amount, mm-hmm. you know, uh, my love of that show is, is well-documented and I was, I, I was also going to go super obscure and I was going to say super Dave's Vegas spectacular <laughs> and there's not even a Wikipedia page for this show. It's like I dreamt the thing practically tried find a, 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 a uh, any sign of it online. Right. You can't. You can't. <laughs> they scrubbed that um, thing from the world record. Right, yeah. <laughs> I got the, the the men in black machine just like got taken to the planet <laughs> with that show. Um, Alright, so we said no revivals, right? Mm-hmm. I took that to be nothing that was brought back since. But I feel like if it is a revival itself, it's okay. <laughs> Okay. So I'm going to say the right stuff. Okay. Right? Right. Mm-hmm. Well, so it was, this a, was like it was a movie, so. Right, right. It was reformatted into a TV show. Exactly. And, and it was a book before right. that. Right, right. Um, And so, yeah, so it was, it was a TV show in 2020. Um, again, I have, uh, I've not prepared a ton of notes about this one because I'm just, I'm changing my vote right here. <laughs> All right. But it was something I watched during lockdown. It came out in 2020. I did enjoy it. It was not without. Uh, it was very clear to me that like that they needed to do a little bit more figuring out that something was sort of like not jiving quite as well as it could. But it was a gorgeous looking show that took place in, you know, late 50s, 1960s space race stuff. So, like, you know, cars are great, it, <laughs> you know. Suits mm-hmm. are great. Everything about it, like, it looks like a Darwin Cook, you know, <laughs> drawing. Basically, like, in, in some episodes of Queen's Gambit, right, Clifton, we were right, talking right. about that. Yeah. Like, this stuff looks like Darwin drew it. Yeah, uh, it looks like it looks like a page out of Parker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So it's absolutely gorgeous. So you can still find it. It's on Disney+, Plus. but my understanding, too, is that this was a weird, like, partnership show that like Nat Geo was producing and doing in partnership with Warner Brothers, but it somehow landed on Disney and Disney right. was just sort of like, all right, we're going to like pull the plug. So this is one of those things where I think that they're still 
trying to maybe shop it around to see if it gets picked up on HBO Max, if TNT wants to do it. But the rumors I've heard about it is that it's not going to be a direct, like, sequel. Okay. To um, the characters that we saw, like, you know, uh, um, John Glenn and, uh, you know, and all those guys from the original, like, Mercury missions and stuff like mm. that. Um, and that what it may do is you may do like a time jump, like into the eighties and it may follow like space race stuff into the eighties. And and me personally, as cool as that would be to see, I think that would be a mistake because I do think the characters were well, were done well enough in the right stuff that like, I do want to see what happens to them, (laughs) you know, more. And I I know I can just look it up, but, uh, you know, history book. Yeah. I thought there was something there. (laughs) So, you know, I don't know if any of you guys, you know, caught any of it. I don't even know if it was a thing. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. It, was, it came on like it was kind of early in Disney Plus's days. I didn't see any of it yet, though. Um, I kept meaning, I kept intending to watch it because it did look cool. But I do remember it being like a fairly early Disney Plus original show uh, back in 2020. Uh, I do know they they got it because it was a, na- a National Geographic show, and Fox, 20th Century Fox used to have a stake or own national geographic. And then when Disney bought 20th century Fox, that's how they ended up with it. Oh. So that is how it ended up. And other national geographic stuff ended up on Disney plus as they bought it in the 20th century Fox deal. But yeah, I can see them being like, well, we didn't make like, we didn't create this project. So we're just going to let it go to pasture, which unfortunately yeah. happens sometimes. It kills a lot of shows. A lot of times yeah. when it's, you know, like, well, it's not ours. So, <laughs> right. Or even at the same company, if a new executive comes in and he's like, yeah, I didn't invent this. So let's kill it. Yeah. Yeah. Too bad though. But no, I haven't seen it yet. It's still on Disney plus. I should watch it. Uh, I'm fascinated by the material that it covers the content of it. Yeah. It's definitely worth checking out. Like I said, it's not perfect. I'm not going to say it's perfect by any stretch, (laughs) but um, you know, it's, it's rock solid material. And, and I mean, Man, they try and capture like the spirit of that time. I think, like, you know, their heart's in the right place. That's what I say about it the whole time. Their heart's absolutely in the right place at every moment of that show. Yeah. Um. So it is unfortunate. I, I, right, I right. do wish it would have come back. So, but all right, we are gonna start uh, wrapping up here. So we're gonna close out on, on with sort of the flip opposite of like, what's a hit show that went on multiple seasons that, in our opinion, like. Uh, maybe you should have stopped after season one. But first, if you like the show, you can check out all of our episodes on letmenowhowitis.com. Just please, however you find us, don't forget to like, subscribe, and leave us a review. And finally, if you want to suggest a topic, let us know in the comments, Twitter, or email. Our Twitter handle is our show's initials, L-M-K-H-I-I, or you can email us at info at letmenowhowitis.com. All right. So we're still instructing everybody to watch one season. Uh, we're just saying, like, there's stuff after this. Ignore all that. Just still yeah. watch one season. <laughs> Get one good season. Exactly. Out of something. Right. So, who's ready? Frank, you want to you wanna start us off? Sure, I'll go first. Okay. Uh, my choice is easy. It's Westworld. That was mine. Oh. That's mine. I'm co-signing it. All right. We can, we can work on this one. Go ahead. Right. Why would you think it should stop after one season, Clifton? Because uh, that one season is a is a perfect complete story, <laughs> right? <laughs> with an excellent conclusion. Yes, with an excellent climax and final episode and conclusion that leaves you completely satisfied. Right, with no like 
no desire for more, even though no. as invested as you are, you're like, that was good. Like that yeah. was a good, that was a good finale. I don't need more. And then, uh, and then they gave us more. and i wish i had stopped at that first season right yeah season one is is really great uh great cast it's beautiful to look at i think the design sense of it all is one of the best things about the whole series Mm -hmm. um but yeah after season one i watched i think the next two seasons and i finally quit on it i just think season one is great they never should have gone past it. it even with the tease of what season two could have been about right I still is not enough to be like, oh yeah, we have to come back for another season. No, no, you don't. Yeah, you could, I mean, they, like they they tease they tease stuff, they set up stuff for for future stuff, and even at that point in season one, I'm like, oh, like that's a cool random little thing. I don't mm-hmm. need more of that. No. Like I'm fine with what you gave me. Yes, it's better. It's better wondering at the end of the execution than what we actually got. Yeah. So yeah, I would wholeheartedly say Westworld should have stopped with one season. Yeah, season one's fantastic, so yep. if you haven't so if watched you... Westworld, watch season one and stop. Yep. And then stop. <laughs> go, on, go on about your business, watch something else, don't ever come back. Very good. Should have walked in. I knew, I should have guessed that one. I, I don't know why I didn't. <laughs> I don't know why I didn't, but... I don't rant about it much. I'm just like when asked, I'm like, oh yeah. lord. No. no, 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 no. You guys don't, but I do. But I mean, enough that I that I know. Like, yeah, the show the show has a drop off. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's a shame because it still has so many great people involved in it yeah. in the later seasons that I wish it was better for. But mm-hmm. it's people or I like again, a lot if, to watch. But if you feel that you need to, you can put season two on with the sound down <laughs> and just look at some of the pretty visuals, right? Because there are. Some, I think the set pieces are just oh. I, I always keep telling myself, I should check out who actually did this, but I keep forgetting to. Yeah. So. But yeah, great to look at, but just know the stories just don't work out after season one. So, yep. Tommy, what's yours? No, you have, you have a moment? Because I have several. Oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, um, have, we, have, uh, we have a few moments only, but okay. get it quick if you can. American Gods is one. Um, I people will argue this, but I'll say True Detective. Mm, I'll yeah. say Prison Prison Break. I'll always say Heroes. Yeah, that's a good one. Good choice. Despite what Frank thinks, I say Lost. Hmm. Because mm, after that, it's just like, ugh. Okay, we're introducing this. We're that introducing was one this. of the ones I think. I know. I I mean, I agree. But again. I think for me, I, I don't. I would not have stopped with season one. I still say up to th- season three is pretty good, and then the rest of it's not that great. But no, I, I could, I could, yeah, I could stop with season one and lost. That would be okay. But that's it. That's all I got. Okay, it's a good list too. Hmm. I actually don't have a vote. No. So <laughs> I'm gonna say uh, Game of Thrones. <laughs> just because i mean that was my exact trajectory with the show i was into the yeah. first season i thought first season was really really good uh you know i was you know and i fell behind in season two and i never got caught up and i never looked back yes yeah. most people will agree with you that it should have stopped somewhere along the way before it got to its uh finale but uh, the question that there's debate as to where i think among the fandom right Poor Game of Thrones. Yep. <laughs> All right. So that's it for One Season Wonders. Be sure to let us know what you think. Hit us up in the comments, Twitter, or email us at info at letmenowhowitis.com. As always, we'll post links and examples to everything we talk about on letmenowhowitis.com. 
Please remember to like us and follow us on social media, and we will see you guys next time.